Hey everybody, this is Tate Becker, probably the best host on Spoilers Only Please, and I just wanted to get to you guys before we start this episode this week, saying that amidst the coronavirus due to quarantine issues, we are all having to record apart from each other using a podcasting service called Anchor. And while this has been great, it comes without being said that there are definitely more hoops to jump through while recording apart from one another. And due to this, we've experienced some technical difficulties with microphones and whatnot as we are learning and adapting to this new way to create podcasting content for you all. So please bear with us with any audio issues you may notice during this episode as we are still trying to work out the kinks. And with that being said, now on to Tyler with some important social media announcements. Hey everyone, this is Tyler, and before today's episode, I wanted to let you know about our Instagram page and our Gmail account that are now up. Both of those are at SpoilersOnlyPlease, so that's at SpoilersOnlyPlease on Instagram and SpoilersOnlyPlease at gmail.com. We want to try to build more of a community with everyone as we get this thing going, so feel free to follow us, send us emails, you can send us questions, comments, suggestions, We really enjoy interacting with everyone, and we've already gotten some interactions going. So again, that's at SpoilersOnlyPlease on Instagram and SpoilersOnlyPlease at gmail.com. Join us, and we can get this thing going. And now, on to today's episode. Hey, can I get started with something? Oh, absolutely. Okay, I would just like to talk about how much of an ordeal it was to watch this movie. Not even I agree. watching the movie, but getting to the point of watching to the watching the movie. I HBO is no longer included with Dish, and I didn't know that until today. And apparently, it's been a thing for a while. So basically, I, I had to sign up for an HBO account, and I, I have the free trial, but I'm canceling on the 14th, or I'll forget, and it'll just get build to my card but whatever's going on between dish and hbo needs to stop because i had to sign up for a free trial today and i'm not happy for the sake of arvind really for the sake of arvind i mean can we talk about free trials i mean they're crazy the trick is you you put it on a credit card that you cancel immediately afterwards so you get the 14 days free but then when they go to bill you uh uh-oh credit card's not active and then what you do, and then what you do is you um you have your new credit card mailed to your address in Los Angeles, and then you leave it due to a pandemic before it gets <laughs> there. Uh, so then it's going to sit in the mailbox until the pandemic's over, and you can't really spend anything. Are you speaking from personal experience? Very much so. You could always request a new card, huh? A third I card. Where, I don't know where I'll be tomorrow. <laughs> a third card. I think you do know. I think you do know. Yeah, I yeah. think you um, know. Probably here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so welcome back to Spoilers Only Please, everybody. Today we're going to be covering the 2019 Hellboy movie. Oh, uh, my name. Oh, Tyler, just cut me off real quick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my name is Tate Becker. I'm Riley Bradford. I'm Tyler Chavez. And I'm Arvin Vanaiken. That's always awkward for us. It is? It's but I feel like we should go... I mean, what was the order before I came? I feel like I should go last since I'm the newest. Yeah, we never established an order, really. But you are the oldest. I am the oldest, that's true. See, Even older the, now. The thing is, there's no rapport to it. There's no There's no structure. We just kind of... I just say my name when I'm introducing the movie. 
and then I just wait for you guys. No, I feel like you definitely go first always, and then it's Riley, and then Tyler chimes in. Well, what's what's amazing truly is that you guys never have started over each other. It's always like. Well, I think it just speaks to the person. Like Tate's going to do it because Tate always brings us in. Yeah. And then there's a silence, and I'm scared of that, so I'm going to fill that in. (laughs) And then Tyler loves being real close to me, so Tyler's just like Tyler. And then Arvid's just like, oh, yeah. You know, like, there's an order to it that's unspoken. It's an unspoken order, but I think we're all kind of aware of it. I am, at least. I always think Tyler goes before I do. I think the beauty of that it was unspoken. And now, you know. Well, yeah, that'll yeah. change next episode. Yeah, it'll it'll maybe change, maybe not. Um, anyway, how about we get on to today's episode? Uh, Hellboy, uh, Todd, if you want to go ahead and uh, roll the music for the episode. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, segued in by music i think it's fitting that i mention that the music in this movie was really weird yeah yeah Yeah. i don't know if anyone else felt that way it was like every genre at once it wasn't like guardians of the galaxy where it had like a certain style it was like like what was the song at the end it was like motley crew yeah something and then like kickstart my heart i think yeah And, and then at the beginning like I think there was even a helicopter scene in this movie where they were like listening to like it was like Vietnam kind of like Creedence Clearwater Revival that trope, but I was like, I, I mean, this whole movie, I was just like, what's happening? I was I was kind of checked out for this whole thing. I fell asleep about a quarter of the way through and then woke up and finished the rest of it. But it was like, I mean, it was brutal. Like I just want to start off by saying like I have seen. Um, Hellboy and Hellboy 2 The Golden Army with uh, both films directed by Guillermo del Toro back in the mid 2000s 2004 yeah like like just I'm not like in love with those movies but I'm a fan like I liked them they were watchable Mm -hmm. and they they hooked me Mm. but like watching this was just like the definition of like look how that look what they did to my son or whatever that line from The Godfather is yeah so so I haven't I, look seen. How, look how they massacred my boy! Like it was like, oh my god! I, I, I haven't seen the original Hellboys either, but I know they're held in a very high regard um, by fans typically, and I think that's kind of an interesting place to start this film because it was sort of doomed from the start. It was supposed to be a sequel to Hellboy Two: Golden Army, and then they didn't offer Guillermo del Toro um, the directing role. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I heard about that. they didn't they offer it to him. Production issues. Like um, they they cast the the bad guy from uh, Deadpool two. I don't I don't remember that actor's name. Oh, Ed Skrine or something. British guy. Um, like yeah, I think he's British. Like the bald guy yeah. from, from yeah. Deadpool one. He um he was supposed to play the cheetah guy who in the comics is like an Asian character. So there was a lot of controversy around that, and he like sh- turned down the role like the day all that came out, like the casting news. So like, it already didn't have a great reputation ahead of time. But like, as soon as I saw the like the look of Hellboy, I thought it was like a more gritty take than the more comic book style of the Guillermo del Toro movies. And I I was really excited for this movie when it came out. Like 
I really, really wanted to see this. And then it was like, oh, uh, when I saw the reviews, I was like, no way. And I put it off until now. So I, I, I think all of us can say like this was our first time watching it yep. in the last day or so. And um, we're just talking about it for the first time now. So it should be interesting. Should be an interesting episode. Yeah. So I wanted to go back to basically just how this film was doomed from the start. So once Del Tolkien offered this third Hellboy movie, um, the original Hellboy, Ron Perlman, said, I'm out. I'm not doing it if he's not doing it. Um, and at that point, I think they basically decided, well, we barely have anyone from the original. Let's just make this an entirely new thing. Although they did have uh, someone who worked on the first two movies as a writer. Mike Mignola was writer on Hellboy 1 and 2. No, he wrote Mike, the comics. Oh, he wrote the comics. So, comic. yeah. They did have so based on the original guy. Or they did have at least him to consult. But it just felt like this was destined just to flop before they even started rolling. And yeah, just to touch on Mike Magnola, who did write the original Hellboy comics, I think it's it's important to note that this was a, like a long-running comic book series. I, I reached out to a friend of mine, um, his name's Ryan Hines. He is a huge comic book guy, and I was just curious on what his take was on, like, them butchering this this character through this movie after two successful movies that did it justice um and he he gave me this this review i'll try to get through it quickly but this is quote words cannot describe how disappointed i was in the hellboy film seeing as i have collected all of the library editions and dabbled into the side stories i have immense respect for the series the style is what sets it apart from other comic books. The paranormal investigation led by Hellboy and the BPRD with hints of humor and deep references to English folklore still is a blast to read. The illustration and writing of Mike Mignola was, were also crucial to the success of this series as the simplistic and focused dialogue and backgrounds made the world infinitely deep, allowing for hundreds of spinoff stories, all of which hold their own. It's been a while since I've watched the Del Toro Hellboy films, but these films seem to recognize the fact that the series was popular because of its style. The world building in these films was immersive and Hellboy was a character that had more dimensions than a sheet of paper like he did in the 2019 version. I'm no cinephile, but the Del Toro Hellboy films were a distinct film watching experience. It seemed as if you were truly in this weird paranormal environment that was flushed out just like the comics. There was purpose behind each and every action and item throughout the film, even if the purpose was to simply sell the audience that there was a universe outside of the character Hellboy. However, all of this was gone in the 2019 film. I can't even remember who the director of that movie was, and I don't want to give him or her the satisfaction of making ad revenue off of me looking up their name. The film lacked any and all purpose behind the dialogue and background, the, the entire universe of that film seemed devoid of feelings and purpose with the dialogue being an absolute slog to get through. While the comics had laughable moments, he references here a monkey that has a gun or waffles. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe we can have someone look that up. Um, but continuing, I found myself laughing out of pity in this movie. This movie belongs in the early 2000s where gore porn and mediocre action thrived. Hellboy 2019 felt like somebody put 
the heart and soul of the comic series and put it through the sci-fi machine where each scene's sole purpose was a cheap, immature laugh that could be plastered all over trailers. I, and then he ends it with, I never thought I could bring myself to say this, but my hand has been forced. I would rather plop down and watch Push than this festering, grotesque turd that is Hellboy 2019. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Push is, is like a weird superhero movie with Chris Evans where he has like... Like it's it's weirdly like fantasy. It I don't know. It's really you can look it up. But anyway, that, I just thought it'd be interesting to get the perspective of somebody who's who's delved into the source material, and I thought that was a pretty well written review. So yeah, and that's the kind of stuff we can be reading from people on our podcast that email us at our new email. So, anyway, so what did you all think of the movie? I just want to hear your all. My my thoughts. As soon as I started the movie, the first 10 minutes of the movie, I was just wishing Guillermo del Toro was still involved. I was wishing that it was still, it was a sequel to the other movies. Cause I mean, I haven't seen them in years, but I enjoyed those movies. They're fun movies. This was yeah, not fun. fun. Yeah. This was just gratuitous violence for really no reason. The violence was kind of, pointless yeah yeah like it was like violent for the like i'm not like i'm no stranger to to movie violence like it's not like i can't take it but i felt like they just got like the makeup artist for the walking dead or something and wanted to just i don't know if that's true i'm just uh riffing on this and i feel like they they really just butchered like they overused it and like also, the makeup was just like speaking of the makeup. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're good. Like it wasn't that great on Hell. Oh no, it was very bad on him. Like you could see his lips didn't move at all the entire movie. It's like you could see it was like one of the Ninja Turtles yeah. from uh, from uh, the the '80s movies, the live action Ninja Turtle <laughs> movies, where you can like I feel like you could see David Harbour's mouth moving behind Hellboy's like face mask because. I'm just trying to figure out what I did like about the movie. If there was anything I really enjoyed. I feel the same. Just because like typically with films like this, you you can find something like maybe the action, maybe the fight choreography. But even that here was like really bad and just like not interesting. The way it was shot, the way it was photographed. I didn't even really like the CGI. It wasn't really that good either. I mean... I, I thought it was like a 50-50. Like, I thought the giants looked okay. Like, they didn't fully blend in with the world. But there's a scene where Hellboy has to fight all these giants. And it, and it's like, okay, whatever. Like, plot-wise, it doesn't matter or make any sense. I don't know. Those I thought they looked those okay, took me out of the movie, you know? honestly. Because this didn't look like a 2019 movie. It didn't. This didn't look like a big-budget 2019 true. movie. Well, it's be, it, you know what I think? I think what they did is their effects budget had to be sprinkled out across the entire thing because, I mean, there are some scenes that are on, like, practical sets and stuff, but, like, the shots of, like, London, I mean, the the sky is all dark and there's lightning happening and, like, they, they clearly, they had to do a bunch of sky replacement and put in all these monsters throughout the entire movie and I think that, I, and I also think they were maybe trying to go for, like, a like a Zack Schneider kind of look like this movie seems like it was it was directed by like a B-level <laughs> Zack Schneider like 
like three hundred yeah. era Zack Schneider, where like he took the comic book three hundred and made it look like the comic book, but on screen in a live action movie. I think that's what they kind of wanted to do with this, and it just it, I was, the film was only made for fifty million dollars, which is, you know, it's a lot of money, but I'd still say. Like Avengers Endgame was $356 million. And that probably required just as much special effects as this. It felt like so it really splurged the CGI on two parts. The giant fighting scene and the like nightmare scene where Hellboy becomes like a true king of hell and is flying through the sky and just chopping people down. Because the giant fight scene, like that's the only fight scene where I felt actually interested like it's fast it's and it's there's animation there's a lot happening and that's the only time i get a sense that like oh hellboy is this strong that's it's the only part of the entire film where i'm actually interested in any fighting the rest is just like like you were saying tate it's just it just feels gratuitous yeah um i'm looking here at the director his name is uh neil marshall and He's actually he directed uh, two episodes of Game of Thrones and an episode of the show Hannibal, which I've heard of, as well as an episode of Westworld. And looks like he's heavily involved in the Netflix show Lost in Space, uh, which is an adaptation of an old show, I think. Um, so not not a ton of movie work. So this looks like his kind of first huge well-known feature and uh, you know i don't think it's at to his dismay like all all his fault what happened with this movie i think it was probably just a shit show all the way through from when the script was born all the all the way through like tyler was saying like this started off as something like i don't know i think i think we're focusing so much time on like just how much of a train wreck this was and it's warranted because I mean, it was just, I mean, it's just so, like, I was not interested at all, yeah. you know, like, just, just sitting through this, I was like, God, like, this can be well, over you fell so asleep soon, and not a lot even, well, I did fall asleep, yeah, I mean, the one part that I was like, oh, I am in for this, this is gonna be fun, is when Thomas Hayden Church, who played uh, Lobster Johnson, or Cap- Captain Claw or something, um, there's a scene in which the he- the Nazis are trying to like summon Hellboy to Earth, and the and and he just shows up. He's a he's a Nazi hunting superhero, so it's like a flashback. And and Thomas Hayden Church popularly starred in one of my favorite movies of all time, Spider Man Three, and uh, he comes in and just like he lands down like. And he's just like a normal guy, seemingly. And then he just goes like, Guten Tag or something. And then just starts killing all the Nazis. And I was like, why is he in this movie? Why is he in this movie? And and Riley, maybe you can explain this. I think you said there was a mid-credit yeah, scene. Yeah, with Lobster Johnson. I skipped ahead to the end-credit scene. But, but it's very much it. nothing. I I feel like before, before we go any further with this podcast, our audience needs to know that they should not watch this film. Under any condition, I agree. Yeah, ever should they choose to subject, and it's also two hours, like a full two hours long, and I think that's not stressed enough. Um, you feel it; it's long. My opinion of this film is that it is bad. 
Yeah, it is bad. R- uh, Riley, your mic is Okay, I'll much. pull it away from my face. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Um, so there is one moment I kind of wanted to draw some attention to, which was, uh, like, towards the beginning, Tyler, or Tyler, wow. Yeah, Tyler, I, I identified with you. Cowboy <laughs> delivered a lot to his father. He says, if my face could move, it would disagree with you. And I just, I thought it was That's so weird. Because, like, David Harbour can't act with this with the makeup on like maybe he's a good actor you know i've seen i've seen stranger things but like what i'm saying is like he was definitely burdened by the by the makeup in this movie and i just thought that was such a funny like honestly i think that the makeup in the in the 2004 hellboy movie is way better and it like it's much more um what what like emulative like you, he, like uh ron perlman is able to actually act in that movie and in this one it's i don't know they on the actors i was going to say to see um daniel day kim still at it yeah yeah but he was australian in this movie right that was kind of weird that was weird it was a bad actor that's british oh i thought it was australian daniel day kim for those who don't know he was in lost um also always be my maybe for those of you who think that is a good film. Um, but yeah, it's good to see him back at it in the adventure genre. Or the... And on the and casting, on the casting too, too, um, I feel bad because I like the idea of David Harbour being Hellboy. I don't know who that is, truth be told. Who? You don't know who David Harbour is? No idea. I have no idea who David Harbour is. He's he's in Stranger Things. I've never seen it. I've never seen and the new movie. Black Widow movie. Uh, oh, yeah, he's okay. the Red Guardian guy. Yeah, he's been in some yeah. some movies. Yeah, I've just I've never seen Stranger Things, so this is this man is new to me. He is fresh to me. I was also going to say another supporting actor who was just nice to see in a movie was Ian McShane, whom I know from the John Wick films. As Winston, um, yeah, I just, I most things like I, I have no doubt he's a, he's a good actor, but mm-hmm. I feel like he just, he reads a script and he's like, dang, this is a stinker, but like he only <laughs> does movies that are like kind of garbage. It's very like, true. Like I really like, like I need to revisit. Maybe we could do this for a future episode. The fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie where he plays Blackbeard. Oh, like, God. I I really liked it when I saw it. Like, sue me. But he's not like, like I don't know. I I also feel like, I mean, you don't you don't go see a John Wick movie for the acting. I'll just say that. Like, they're they're great movies. They're very entertaining. But like, I I feel like his I don't know his acting and everyone's acting in this was basically bad. And I thought like the, the editing in this movie was also bad and. A lot, like you guys said, a lot of CGI was bad. Um, just everything. Like, can we think of anything good about this movie? So that, like, um, at, we, at least we can highlight the things that people would be getting out of it if they watched it. Which, once again, we recommend do not watch this movie. I really can't because anytime I, I there's nothing. There's yeah, nothing. it doesn't I really know, have any redeeming qualities. Anytime there was something I thought I enjoyed, like it wasn't consistent enough for me to really take note of it. 
like I I thought some sometimes they the way they were writing Hellboy was kind of interesting at least or like at least made sense. Um, like some of his one-liners was like okay, it makes sense of his character. They say like he uses humor to cope and try to fit in, but then some of them were really just like even worse than just a bad one-liner. Like after he fights the giants and he gets rescued and he goes, "My Uber is here." And it's just like, Hellboy would not say that. Right. Uh, I also think one thing that's uh, important to point out that just broke me uh, as as a film enthusiast and, and viewer was in this movie, there's the, the old woman who is like the bodyguard or the gatekeeper for their secret uh, police inter- intergalactic department, men in black thing, you know, whatever. And while Hellboy walked up and there's that whole scene where Hellboy's like checking in for the first time and she's like, can I see some ID? And he's like, really? I'm Hellboy. Do you need ID or whatever? In the background, there were two piping hot cans of Monster. I don't know if you all saw yeah, those. Yeah. But it, they were like just enough out of focus where you could still read the label. And I was like, God damn, this cannot be real. Like, monster product placement in a Hellboy movie. I I just, you know, I, that was one thing this movie did have going for it. It was like, it didn't have a lot of product placement, you know? And then I saw the monster cans and I was like, this this is so tacky. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. You know, I they, just, for me, I, I, I take a strong metaphor that the film takes is that the monster isn't there with Hellboy. The monster is behind the old woman at the desk that's the real monster true i think you're right it's it's the uh it's trying to highlight that society is is putting down hellboy's monster it's i am interested i am interested what is everyone's moral takeaway from the film (laughs) moral what was that trying to tell us oh well it's trying to say that you might feel like you're destined for some kind of path of you know destruction like you feel like you're you're on the the one way the one way street to to darkness or something but you can always grab a hold of your life and change it i feel like this movie could have been summed up in a fortune cookie or something i agree i don't know that was my takeaway no i think that's a good reading of the film um destinies were not written in stone and well his was because he's apparently the heir of king arthur oh yeah can we talk about that (laughs) yeah is that in canon is that in the comics too (laughs) he's i think he i don't know but i think he is half human i remember him talking about that in the del toro movies he is half human like his mom was human but i don't think they ever got into the whole like he's the heir of king arthur i think that has to be canon they wouldn't just make that up for the movie i was gonna say the film jumped from king arthur to nazi to modern day to it was it really wanted to go to every part of history and just show that Hellboy was involved. I think some proof of that, Riley, is the fact that this film alone was drawing inspiration and was being based on four separate Hellboy comics. Yeah. Which is kind of a lot. I think that's why it feels like there's... um Four oh, different storylines? Yeah, it's based from... It draws oh, inspiration from Darkness Calls, The Wild Hunts, Storm and Fury and Hellboy in Mexico, which is why he's in Mexico at the start of the film, I guess. 
Oh, that was it. That was one of the worst character introductions of all time. It was really bad. It was like he was basically for those of you who should never watch it. Uh, Hellboy was like on assignment to go like reel in this agent that had gone haywire and, and they couldn't contact him. So he he went to track him down. And this guy was like wrestling in Mexico. And then Hellboy's there. Like, obviously, he's Hellboy because like he's Hellboy and he's got a hood on. And then they're like hellboys here tonight and then they fight like i'm i'm stumbling through saying it but it's very reminiscent of, of what um what watching it is like. like it's just awful that really confused me too because hellboy like makes a big scene at that fight and it's very clear like they say later like oh you know we found you on twitter everyone posted about you on twitter and it made me really confused because i never got an idea of is the organization Hellboy works for like truly secret? Because it seems like it's pretty well known. The fact that everyone just published on Twitter that Hellboy exists and is in Mexico and then never re-explored that. Well, he also has that line we talked about earlier where he says like, do you really need ID? I'm Hellboy. So this movie is operating under the assumption that everybody knows Hellboy based on the last two movies, even though this is a reboot, you know what I mean? No, no, it's just Hellboy. Yeah, they don't really explain his existence. Like, that's something the original Del Toro Hellboy movie did well, was that Hellboy was like, a, he was a secret, like a government secret. In this, it's just kind of like, oh, demons exist too, I guess. Like, I don't know. But he does, it does say, um, I just want to point out the one of the worst things I've ever found out is that the tagline for the movie, <laughs> I can't. It is demons have demons too. Oh, <laughs> it does relate to the film. It does. It does. That's so God. sad. So bad. Some of these, I'm I'm on Letterboxd, and I know we've mentioned Letterboxd before, but it's a great resource to look up uh, movies and rate movies and keep a catalog of, of all the movies you've ever seen in your life. There's some pretty good reviews on here. Um, like one that's like uh, talking about the Drake shaking his head meme. It's like Drake shaking his head for 120 minutes of this 121 minute movie, which by the way is mentioning it's way too long. It is. And then it says Drake, Drake nodding. The one minute Lobster Johnson is in it. Yeah, that was cool. Also, what happened in the mid and post credit scene? Because I shut the movie off immediately. The mid is with Lobster Johnson. Okay. Is he still alive in modern day or something? No, it's the ghost of Lobster Johnson. Oh, Oh, the ghosts, by the way. The ghost CGI, like, where the paranormal, like, tying girl would, like, touch their body and then, like, their ghost would, like, come out of her mouth. And it, it, but it was, like, a fleshy ghost. Like, it it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. There was a lot of gross stuff that happened in this movie. Like, that guy's. Voice box thing got ripped out. The child soup was wildly unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. To, to, I guess to the people who haven't seen this and will never see this, there's a character called Baba Yaga that eats children, and she makes soup for Hellboy, and that soup has human children inside of it. And then you cut to a shot of 
dead children. And that's that's one thing that we saw today. They have yeah, he has a backup terrible. supply of children too. Like she references. Mm-hmm. So she's not just freshly getting them. She sort of stops. Well, no, if she's yeah, if she but if she's banished to another realm, how does she even get food? Like children. Well, how does she just pull Hellboy? That... There's so much so much that happened. There's so much that doesn't make sense about this movie. And honestly, like it's just killing my brain talking about it more. This film so, might take the award for uh most gruesome treatment of civilians ever. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There's, there's that whole minute where it's just about showing the demons ripping people apart. It's like unnecessary, unnecessary. Un- like I get it, the world's ending, but like, come on. They really. And then there's no, there's no talk of the the fallout of London. Yeah. Like London essentially gets destroyed in this film, and there's a plague that's released. And you know, it's it was I kind of was laughing about it because the coronavirus is still affecting our lives now and it was like stay away from those you think might be infected and then they also called it uh they said it's also becoming a world like what will soon be a planet-wide epidemic and i was like well that's just called a pandemic <laughs> but and i know that because of the news right yeah, now it, hits you close to home. it was just if if we're not getting across this across like that we don't even know how to talk about this movie because of how bad it was it should just this is directed towards the listener it should just show you how, like just please don't watch, watch anything it. else like, maybe anything. you know maybe it's a maybe it's a fun drunk movie with your friends or something you know that might be a good time but watching it by myself on a month or on a Tuesday was just not the move. I was actually, I actually thought about this. I don't think any substances could make this film better. I can't oh, think of thing. a sub- I don't think there's anything in the world that could make this enjoyable. It's like not bad enough to make a game out of. What? Oh, oh like a drinking game. I thought you, you see, like Tyler, I, I thought about that. I thought about that. Like the game, like. I thought if this was a video game and this was the story to the video game, I would just skip all the cutscenes. Like if I spent, and also I want to mention I was excited to see this in theaters, and then as soon as I saw the reviews, I didn't want to go, and I'm so glad that I didn't. That I did, like I didn't spend money on this. Like I have my family gets HBO through cable or whatever. By the way, if you really do want to watch it, it's on HBO. That's where you can watch this piece of garbage. But um, yeah, it, it was not. It's not worth money. Don't rent it. Don't don't support. It's funny movie. you mentioned a video game because this movie did remind me of one video game, um, the ever beloved, ever classic Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, you're gonna it's, need to elaborate. This movie just thinks it's edgy. Like this movie, I think I know where, where the road you're because going. Because it's but it's continue. both like Arvin touched on. It's it thinks it's edgy. It um it's all about an a morally gray character that's involved in the apocalypse, and it's just like it's all about this person like deciding their fates. And there's a lot of like random civilians just obviously dying, and no one seems to bat an eye. Hmm. Can we talk about that one Sonic the Hedgehog video game where you had a human girlfriend? Oh, Sonic goes back. <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird, right? Yeah, Sonic goes six. Can we watch all of what? the cutscenes of that game? 
<laughs> and do a review on that. I don't want to. Do I had the game. Uh, I don't. God. Yeah, let's, you know what? I'm kind of done talking about Hellboy. I know this is the Hellboy episode. It's hard. Like, maybe we can move on. Let's move on to uh, to, to what we've been watching otherwise. Uh, Arvin, we'll start with oh, you. God. Um, what have I been watching otherwise? I I watched the Pete Davidson Netflix special, and that was hilarious because I never... I, I don't watch much TV, so I mean, I see an episode of SNL every once in a while, but like I've never really seen him do anything. I've seen him in like entertainment news when him and Ariana Grande broke up, and that's basically all I know him from. But seeing his special, it is it is hilarious, and I recommend it to anybody who enjoys comedy. Nice. I think I, I started watching that. I don't think a month or so ago, and I never. Got There's a um. So Netflix. Wait, Netflix produced a um a video where they uh, spoiler I guess he lives in his mother's basement still, even though he is world famous. He lives in his mother's basement, so Netflix did a uh, a tour of his his basement. It's pretty cool. Check that out too. Oh wow, that's that's great. Um. I guess I'll go now. I I just finished watching um, the Tiger King Oof, documentary, so good. which I thought was I thought it was going to be really like overhyped and stuff. You know, uh, everything I had seen about it because it really caught fire on Twitter and stuff. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it, I thought it was a really well told story that that managed to show all these ridiculous situations and like kind of horrible people on every front with by but it still managed to not have an opinion and just depict which is i think what doc, good documentary is supposed to do um but i think i think that it it, it was just a really solid movie and the other thing i've been watching is um ozark season three um i had watched one and two when they respectively came out and it's it's really it's it's a really good show. I recommend it for anybody trying to get into something kind of similar to Breaking Bad, but different enough. Like if you really like Breaking Bad, you'll probably like Ozark. Um, so that's that's what I've been. I also rewatched Onward, which Disney made the interesting move to just release on Disney Plus kind of early, um, amidst the the coronavirus stuff. And so it was my second viewing of it, and I I really liked it. So. I would just like to add that Onward was an excellent movie. I almost cried actually, and I've never I never cry at movies, and this one I'll, hit me. I'll pick up with that because I just saw Onward um, a couple nights ago, and I did really enjoy it. I think it's a great sibling movie. Um, not my favorite Pixar movie, but I really enjoyed it. I would recommend it. Um, I also am trying to finish off Adventure Time, a childhood classic. I just started seven yesterday and the episodes are really short there's some really like heavy moments like it gets very philosophical starting in season six it's great to watch while doing other work it's it's a very good show and i'm glad i've decided to try and finish it up oh yeah i'll hop in i started on saturday morning i was gonna do some homework and then i ran upon like a clip from house of lies the showtime show and i like the clip so now i'm through two seasons of it 
Uh, and it might be one of my favorite shows I've seen in a long time. For those of you who don't know, it's like Don Cheadle, Ben Schwartz, Kristen Bell. It's about like consultants in the economic crisis. It's like the big short, but if it was a TV show starring Don Cheadle, and it is such a good time. And, and I've also been watching, just sort of been trying to watch a Woody Allen film a week until I get through all of them. And that has been just like very enjoyable. Hmm. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Didn't he make ants? <laughs> what? Yeah, yes. he directed ants. <laughs> yes, he did direct ants. Ants will be on my watch list. I haven't got there. Are you doing an order? You've never, seen, never ants? seen ants. Isn't it just a Bug's Life directed by Woody Allen? Uh, uh, so actually, a Bug's Life be, is no, just it's not ants. directed by Woody Allen. It's not directed it's not? by Woody Allen. It's not even produced he... by Woody Allen. Woody Allen's oh, just he's in just it. in it. Those are the worst Woody Allen films. <laughs> yeah. Similar. It's sort of like bookends of his career. He directed the chunk of it, but it's sandwiched by The Front and Ants, two comparable films. I'm, I'm Have you not seen The Front? It's a good about. time. That's what I watched this week. Tyler and I had it for homework. I was going to say, Riley, how did you watch that film? And then we sat through an entire class where a professor asked, did anyone watch The Front? And you said nothing. I'm not going to lie, Tyler. My video and audio were muted because I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, cl cl online classes are really fun nowadays. You can, you can tell when half the class wakes up for your 8 a.m. And, and they just mute yep. their image and they go back to <laughs> Sometimes bed. I play Animal Crossing instead. Oh, yeah, I I usually am there, but I never I don't like to unmute my video because I just don't want to get out of pajamas slash my bathrobe. It's not much inspiration to. Yeah. Well, I think we've covered all the bases for this episode. Um, what a terrible movie, guys. I, I, I feel bad for I was the one whose idea it was I was like, this will be a really funny episode. And I think this teetered below the level of being funny to talk about and just being like a there's just nothing to find in it that is joy like there's not it's so bad that it doesn't even keep your attention it's just yeah i wanted to i you know i don't like i think i've maybe only not finished like two movies in my entire life or something like you know like i'll sometimes i'll take a break uh, and but I'll and I'll go back to the movie. Like I, one of them, weirdly, is Dead Poet Society. Like I got half halfway through that. That movie is one of my favorite movies. But like, it's not because I didn't like it. Like sometimes there's just weird situations where I didn't finish a movie. But like this, I was like, you know, knowing that about myself, I really wouldn't yep. mind turning this off at um, any point. I'll leave. So I'll leave my thoughts with um the what mila jovovich had to say she said on instagram that quote or all her quote raddest films have been slammed by critics and she argued that this film would become a cult classic interesting oh, i'd like to be my. in that cult oh my interesting take actually kind of on that note <laughs> i want to leave on this note there's somebody out there at least one person who loves this movie. I don't believe There's that. There's got to be at least one that. person out there who calls this their favorite movie. I and I want to meet... meet that person. I want to bring them onto this show. If you are that person, let us know. That is the type of person who is still like 
in New York City, just like going gross, like just going around, hitting the town, doing what they can, just like ice skating. I don't want to meet that person. Ice skating, yeah, licking poles in the park. That is that person. Yeah. If you are that person, please reach out to us because we'll do Hellboy Part Two with you. Also, please I would don't go outside. Please stay inside. Please wash your hands. Oh my god! Yeah. So if you are that person, the person that would give uh, Hellboy ten out of ten good boy points, <laughs> then please reach out to us at uh, spoilersonlyplease at gmail dot com. We would love to speak to you um, and have you on the podcast live. Um, just yeah and if anybody has any thoughts on this movie we'll gladly share them on our next episode if you email us at spoilers only please at gmail.com or dm us on instagram at spoilers only please anyway does anybody have anything else they want to want to cover for this episode or are we good to go uh david harbour made a wild analogy um saying that this film was unfairly compared to marvel films it, it doesn't make any sense. He's talking about chocolate, and in the end, he goes, so in that way, when Hellboy is viewed on the chocolate spectrum, it does very poorly. Well, he also, he, I saw that he also said, um, he, like, he was the voice of reason that said, yeah, probably not going to yes. get the sequel. I was going to say, I am, so. as the people on this podcast, I'm not a fan of the Marvel fans by any account, but I would watch all of them <laughs> ten times over if I could make sure this film was never made with $50 million. Was that a Freudian slip that you said Marvel fans instead of Marvel? You did say Marvel fans. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh. Wow, it sounds like Ooh. Riley uh, hates everyone, guys. I was I was watching uh, the, the like the theater reaction clips to Avengers Endgame today, and I I, I watched the same thing too. Was. I almost cried. I mean, th- this movie makes that. Look it was like the closest thing I've ever had to a religious experience. You know? I think I watched that film, and then two hours later, was rushed <laughs> to the hospital for appendicitis. So, well, at least you knew you would have died. Yeah, good movie. If that's the last movie I saw, because imagine you probably wouldn't have pulled through. You probably wouldn't have pulled through your appendicitis if you had been. Oh no, not at all. I would have. I would have said, "Do not resuscitate (laughs) me from this surgery," and they'd be like, "You aren't going to die." And I'd be like, "Doesn't matter. Don't resuscitate me. Leave me down." (laughs) Leave me down. I've witnessed. I've seen death already, and I'm no longer afraid. I think that's a great note to end on. Yeah, that's that's a great note to end on. That's yeah. Don't watch this movie, please, for the love of God. Don't. So many loose but ends. Listen to our recommendations, and 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 yeah, we'll we'll uh, keep you guys updated through our Instagram as to what's in store for the podcast. So, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, Riley, why don't you? Why don't you? Absolutely. Um, stay inside, but don't watch Hellboy. This has been spoilers only. Please, thank you for listening. Come back next time for hopefully a better film. Ciao. All right, see you guys. Yeah, see you guys. Okay. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. All of you get out. (laughs) 